Hello, I am Taylor. And I'm Rachel Wood. And we're here with the Curated Life Podcast. And today we're going to talk about some winter, both skincare and just health tips, how to keep you motivated and successful through the cold, winter, gloomy months. So here in the Valley specifically, I find it a little bit hard to stay on top of some of my healthy habits and routines throughout these cold winter months specifically in the fitness realm it's cold it's rainy i don't want to get out of my heated blanket um so hopefully we can give you some ideas maybe that will help you um in this upcoming new year so i'm going to start off with some skin tips and i want to first start off by saying when we talk about skincare, I know that it's really easy to think about the aesthetics of it. Like we're doing this for the way that we look and the way that our skin looks and the way that we feel about it, which is a big part of it. But I'm here to tell you that skincare is about overall health. Your skin is the largest organ in your body and it's your first line of defense, your protective barrier. It is so, so important to have healthy, happy skin um, for your overall health. So trying to think of it in that mindset rather than through um, the vein aesthetics side of it. Um, But there are definitely things that we can do and switch up throughout the winter months to help um, with some dryness that we're experiencing. One super easy is sleeping with a humidifier. This is a really, really great thing, Um, not only for skin, but also even just like for the sickies that we get. Mm -hmm. Um, My girls love sleeping with theirs um, and we sleep with one in our room too and it helps so much. Um, not taking super hot showers. I am the worst. Mm, you just broke I'm, my heart telling I know, me that. <laughs> I am like scalding hot water, make it burn, come out, beat red skin. Like yes. that is me. Um, however, it is really not great for your skin. So trying to dial down that water and maybe even take a little bit quicker showers. One little hack that I did this winter that I'm loving and I will continue to do is washing my face outside of the shower. You really don't want to wash your face in the shower, especially if you're using that really hot water. Your Mm -hmm. skin is just too gentle for that. Mm -hmm. So washing your face before I get in the shower and then I'll put on a hydrating mask, get in the shower and then just let the steam seep in the mask like a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. So it's creating even more of a hydration process um and i'm letting the steam work for me rather than against me so dialing down that water i know that it's really hard um to do that lips this is like a really common thing tell me everything one hydrating like drinking water it sounds so like tedious and silly but we really do need to be drinking a lot of water. A lot of our hydration comes from that. I also am the worst at that. I will be getting better in 2024. But as far as lips, um, exploiting them is a good idea as long as they're not like super dry and super cracked. If they're super dry and super cracked, your barrier is compromised and we don't want to aggravate that. Mm -hmm. So a light exfoliation with a scrub is great unless you're already experiencing severe dryness and cracking of your skin. In that case, we just want to keep it super duper hydrating. So if you think about your lips, your lips are actually, your skin on your lips is more like the skin inside your mouth. It's about a third um, 
of the thickness of the skin on your the skin on your face so we want to be mindful of that um, so being super hydrating with um, all of your products you um, want some occlusive ingredients like petroleum ceramides um, coconut oil things like that yes. that are gonna be um, super great for that you are going to want to avoid ingredients like menthol fragrance salicylic acid um, phenol, all of those are going to feel really good in the moment. So mm -hmm. think of your Carmex, mm -hmm. but it's actually going to create the uh, worst problem mm -hmm. in your lips. Mm -hmm. So avoiding those, um, don't pick, don't pick your skin. It's going to make it worse. It will tear deeper layers into mm -hmm. your skin mm -hmm. than if you were to just try to nourish and heal them. Um, from the top down, um, licking your lips is a bad idea. Saliva evaporates really quickly. Mm -hmm. And so if you're licking your lips, again, you'll feel that initial relief. Mm -hmm. um, but then it will take all the moisture, it will evaporate it, and it will cause a worse problem than was before. When you said that, all I can think of is snotty kids. Like, you know I how kids, know, like, when they, so during beautiful. the winter time, you can see it, it's, like, all over their top lip. Their lips are, like, beet red and their lips are so dried out i just think about little kids like that and it just breaks my heart for them but also it's just like oh that kid's a snot runner <laughs> I know. Yes. Draw, raw. Um, we travis and i just um volunteered for oakley's christmas holiday party mm -hmm. right before the break and it was just a bunch of like <laughs> like snot and like coughing and like oh these teachers man like god it was bless just them a bunch of kids wiping their nose all over their sleeves and it, it was something so but great so great thank so you but going on to skin now so one thing to note a lot of people if you're experiencing a little bit of dryness in your skin throughout the winter months People are afraid of exfoliation, mm -hmm. which is rightfully so. You can think that the thing in your brain you want to say is like, oh, we're going to just put, pack on like a bunch of moisturizing products, which is great. However, if you have layers of skin building up mm -hmm. on your face mm -hmm. and they're not coming off and then you're just caking on all these moisturizing products, those moisturizing products aren't going to get into your skin. Right. Um, skincare is revolutionary like the science behind it is crazy it's getting so much smarter right. however they are not smart enough to have a delivery system to make it through mm -hmm. build up makeup oil mm -hmm. other products so we need to have that clean canvas that clean slate for those nourishing products to actually work a typical like healthy skin is going to shed one layer of dead skin cells per day now mm -hmm. if you have acne or something like that it's in hyperdrive like overdrive i guess mm -hmm. like it is shedding a lot more than that but typically it's going to be one layer of dead skin cells per day those need to come off and so by creating that exfoliation regularly you're going to allow your products and including your hydrators and your moisturizers to actually work mm -hmm. Um, there's different ways to exfoliate, which is great. It's the, you can exfoliate for different skin types in all different ways, including chemical versions. Mm -hmm. um, we have our AHAs, our alpha hydroxy acids, our BHAs. Um, we also have like physical ways to exfoliate, like mm -hmm. our scrubs. Mm -hmm. um, so one thing with scrubs to know is if you have inflamed skin, so um, rosacea or inflamed acne specifically scrubs aren't going to be great because um, mm -hmm. it's going to cause more 
irritation especially with inflamed acne this could cause those pustules to burst and then the bacteria will spread mm -hmm. and so we want to avoid that mm -hmm. but if you're experiencing um, some non-inflamed acne congestion or just dry skin little beads um, are going to be okay for that um, retinoids are another great form of chemical exfoliation dermaplaning is a great gentle way to exfoliate um some uh can you tell wait, back up can you tell yes. me like what is dermaplaning because okay. i don't yeah. really know and i guarantee if i don't know not that i know a whole lot of skincare because i clearly yeah. don't but if i don't know there's probably other people that don't exactly know what it is either yeah so i mean most people relate dermaplaning to like shaving but what it gotcha. is going to do it is much much more than that it's going to remove the vellus hair that's on your skin so mm -hmm. that all that little peach fuzz but it also is going to remove that layer upon layer of dead skin gotcha okay. um so yes it makes it feels so nice um it helps create that glow it's just like instant results however it's going to also make your products work much um more effectively for you mm -hmm. um because they're not fighting through all of that buildup. Right. so okay. and dermaplane is non-invasive it's it's really gentle it's just one of my favorite services for sure um so yeah picking a high um sorry an exfoliation that is right for your skin type so mm -hmm. always seek out your esthetician if you have any questions on that um hydrating mists and serums under moisturizers so your hydrators are going to take the water molecules it's going to bring it into your skin so that is like mm -hmm. what is actually going to be hydrating your skin and then moisturizers are just going to like lock it all in mm -hmm. um so both are really important especially throughout the winter months and then also most importantly is sunscreen even throughout the winter months here in the valley we don't get a lot of sun mm -hmm. so it can seem counterintuitive like oh i don't need sunscreen but it is so 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 important um sunscreen is going to be your best protector against anti-aging um mm -hmm. and yeah so i'm here to tell you that even it, though it's cold even though the sun isn't shining sunscreen is really really important to wear every day and reapply um and this all goes for body care too so finding mm -hmm. exfoliating ways for your the skin on your body mm -hmm. um, is really great throughout the winter months and then creating some healthy habits when you get out of the shower i used to be really bad at this but body care is becoming something that's more important to me i don't want my face to mm -hmm. like you know stop in time and like mm -hmm. you know and stop then the rest of your body and looks and then I look like wretched <laughs> right right reason. um so doing like a nice oil after the shower mm -hmm. a nice tip is to do the oil like when you're still in the shower so maybe it's still a little bit damp mm -hmm. um and warm yes. so like once once you step out of the shower and get dry you're freezing like i'm not gonna sit there and like just lather myself yeah. in oil and like so just, um, yeah, creating those habits that are sustainable for you that are also healthy for your skin. I love that. So I have to say really quickly, because body care too has become much more important to mm -hmm. me. I had tried literally every like lotion forever and ever and one of the and one lotion that i used and i think you can still buy it is just like their vast is like the vaseline brand like intensive repair yep. and that's like if you're just looking for lotion something that's otherwise moderately moisturizing like that's fine and it's nice because it's like fragrance free it's supposed to be for you know sensitive skin whatever but um in the last year or so 
starting to use a a like oil-based um like a skin serum basically on my legs is so amazing and it's like if you can use it mm -hmm. from what i understand is like if you can use it before after you're done in the shower but before you get out and like before you've really actually toweled off maybe you like dab at your skin but you otherwise then like immediately apply the moisturizer to your skin so it kind of like locks it in but you don't like completely towel off all the way like don't just like take away all that beautiful water that's been like that's like sitting on top of your skin absolutely but then also i came across a skin scrub that I love, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later on this podcast too, is I came across a skin scrub that the the exfoliant is just ground pumice stone, but it's suspended in oil and with like essential oils in it and stuff too. And yeah, well, it's so amazing because then you, after you um, use the exfoliant and you rinse it off, what's left behind is the oil. And so then that just like sit like you don't have to do anything then you get out of the shower and their oil is already sitting on your skin it's already been rubbed in Mm -hmm. because you scrub put in the scrub and so then you don't have to do anything you don't have to moisturize even after that if you don't want to and it's just it's so anyways body scrubs are amazing amazing. dry brushing is another really great way to exfoliate your body um that is something that i have incorporated in the last few months before i shower i'll dry brush I will say I am definitely like an instant gratification like person. Like I want to do something and I'll be like, all right, like how did this benefit me? And dry brushing is definitely not not bad. bad. <laughs> it's like taste well because it can it helps with lymphatic drainage, sure. um, which can help with like cellulite and mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but it's not gonna happen overnight, and no. so it's just one of those things that I've incorporated, and I've incorporated it for the overall health benefit mm-hmm. and that lymphatic drainage, not necessarily the aesthetic mm-hmm. reasons mm-hmm. of it, which I reminding myself um but yeah that's a really great way to gently exfoliate your skin um and allow your oils to work even better for you yes i should add that in too that sounds fabulous so rachel um you are someone that i as long as you i've known you i'm like she is so dedicated to her fitness and her workouts like it is not um if i will work out it's a when i will work out like I just can tell, like, it's in your blood, um, <laughs> and I, I feel that, like, kind of with me, but kind of not. Like, I definitely get unmotivated in the winter. Mm-hmm. I feel like you are not like that. Please tell me okay. what you do. If there's any tips or tricks, how do you keep your motivation? So, let me give you guys a little background first. I have, yes, Taylor is correct. Exercising <laughs> is literally in my blood. Um, my, I started doing playing like a lot of us, I started playing sports, you know, when I entered kindergarten, you know, I think the first sports team I ever played on was, um, T-ball in kindergarten. And then from there, it just went on to like swimming and soccer and tennis and tennis was kind of my main sport from the time I was 12 onward, um, through schooling. And so fitness has always, always been a huge part of my family. My dad, as Taylor was saying, um, in the last episode, my dad taught cycling classes, but more than anything, he was super into fitness literally my entire life. He started racing triathlons when I was actually right before I was born. And so 
I always witnessed him exercising. And then same thing with my mom. Like I remember very clearly because my mom ran in-home daycare at our house when I was little and she would do like video aerobics uh, uh, from on the TV and we would like sit and watch her um, while she did it like step aerobics, you know? And, um, and she would take like aerobics classes with a bunch of other moms at Salem Heights in the gym there. And this was like, you know, early nineties. And so fitness has always been a thing that we were very involved in. And, you know, like I said, kind of from the time that I was really early elementary school, I started swimming and that was something that we did, you know, three, four, sometimes five days a week. And so we just got in that habit very, very early on. And then by the time I started playing tennis, we, you know, tennis, if anybody has ever played it or wanted to play as part of a team, tennis is not one of those sports that you can just like, I mean, I guess you can kind of just like pick it up and play, (laughs) but it's, but for most people, it's not one of those sports that you can just like pick up and like, and kind of get away with playing it halfway decently. Like you actually, it takes years to actually be good at playing tennis. And so my mom enrolled my brother and I in tennis lessons when I was 12 and we played tennis pretty much five days a week, all the way until I graduated from high school. Um, and so same thing, it was, a, a a habit that we just got into, um, and we just never, it just never let up. And, and even when I was in high school, I started taking a weight training class. I think that was kind of like the cool thing to do, like for totally. PE when we were in yeah. high school was take yeah. weight training. I think for the girls, it was probably just cause we wanted to stare at all the guys while they were weight training. And we kind of just like did it in the background a little bit. At least that's what it was for me. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> we were like, Oh yeah, guys. Like, yeah. Anyway. Anyways, anyways, um, it's, I'm sure I I know that you were in there. Well, part of it was because I wanted to be in shape for tennis, but also because there was a lot of guys on the football team and like I, that were in the weight training classes and I wanted to be in there. Anyways, anyways, how else were they going to talk to me? They wouldn't talk to me otherwise. Anyways, um, Yeah. And so then when I was in college, you know, that's kind of a time like when people kind of have a make or break thing. Like I know tons of people that would play sports in high school, but then they don't necessarily like continue on those habits once they go into adulthood. And for me, um, it was something that I still felt was really important. And so I started, um, even though I was like kind of really burned out on tennis by the time I got to college, I did start like um, doing like weight training. And then I think my sophomore year in college, I actually got asked to start asked to run hood to coast, even though I had never been a runner in my life. I like couldn't even run a quarter mile without walking. And so I remember it was like January, these girls that I worked with had asked me, they were like, do you want to run hood to coast with us? And I was like, you're nuts. And they were like, no, you have time to train, like come and do it with us. And I was like, "Mm, maybe. And of course, then I talked to my dad about it. And he's like, you guys, he was the best like parent coach most people I can attest to that yes so her dad was big into triathlons and when I was in that little season of my life he was so much help like he's the best because like there's so many parents that you have as that can be either be coaches or like kind of sideline parents that are like brutal man and Mm -hmm. I because I'd seen it so much and I mean everybody knows that that terrible parent that's on the sidelines screaming and yelling and all that stuff my dad was never that guy Mm -hmm. he was always just 100% supportive um and he always really valued like good sportsmanship and stuff so anyways my dad was like of course you can run let me help you like let me encourage you are my daughter yeah he was like and and truthfully he probably been waiting for that day like my entire life when I decided that I wanted to start running um and so 
I started doing a little training program and I just wanted to get to be able to do like one mile without walking. And so slowly I worked my way up and then like I really fell in love with running after that. And then, but in order to support my running, I knew that I had to do other things too. And so like, I want to say when I started working at the hospitals, when I started doing like workout videos and that's when like YouTube really started kind of becoming a thing. Um, and cause I'm not a super big, like I'll go to the gym, like it's fine, but I, I really do love home workouts. Um, we are the opposite. (laughs) I can't work like in my living room, in my socks. Like I just feel not productive. There's like pets and kids. Sure. Yeah. I totally get that. I totally get that. A gym. (laughs) Yeah. I, and don't get me wrong. Like I love going to the gym too. I like all of it, quite frankly. Um, so anyways, then I started doing like at home workouts and then just over the years have tried so many different things. I love in person. I love going to the gym. I love doing uh, at-home workouts. I love running outside. I love doing anything that's really active. Um, I'm trying to think. I think I've taken like a handful of CrossFit classes, but I think if I had to like choose a choose a type of movement or activity that I'm like meh about, it's probably CrossFit. Yeah. Um, just because I'm not really into like heavy Olympic powerlifting, that kind of stuff. And so anyways, like that's because I've always been an exerciser, motivation has never really been like a factor which Mm -hmm. I know probably people have like dagger eyes and want to like shoot like stab me to death when I say that but the reality is that because I've always had this mindset of it's something that I get to do and because I have so heavily focused on doing things that make my body feel good um and doing things that are fun and again I know not everybody associates exercise with fun yes we'll have to talk about these in later episodes about healthy forms and mentality yes exercise yes and so like during so circling back to this whole like idea of like how do we find motivation during the winter months the biggest thing with exercise in general it doesn't matter if it's the winter months the summer months whatever you have to find a form of exercise or movement that feels both fun for you or energizing refreshing it has to be something that you look forward to Mm -hmm. and even if you're like it's not a punishment yeah it cannot be a punishment it cannot be this thing that you're doing to bargain or compensate for whatever Mm -hmm. it needs to be this thing that is a space for you to either get away or a space for you to support yourself and Mm -hmm. support your body like I was never somebody that had even like heard I hadn't even heard of Pilates until like five years ago Mm -hmm. you know and now I love it Pilates Mm -hmm. is amazing but it's but I always thought even before that I was like oh man like unless I you know I'm sweating my butt off or unless I'm like dead by the end of the workout it didn't really do anything absolutely and that is so not true maybe maybe it's age I don't know um but I totally made that shift too yeah it used to be like no pain no gain yep I need to be dripping in sweat. Yep. And now my mentality is completely yeah. changed. And I think part of that was like running changed that for me because it's like when you run, you look at a training program, you're not always running as many miles as humanly possible every single time. No, that's not how you do it. You run specific, you run very programmed amounts and then there's times when you're running more and then there's times when you're running less and there's purpose behind all of it. Purpose and intention. Yes. Like each run has an intention. Exactly. focused on that. Exactly. And in future episodes, one of my hopes and plans, I was telling Taylor about this today, I'm going to make a spreadsheet that's going to have all these different types of 
types of exercises and workouts so that you can really like take a deep dive into figure out what maybe would be the best thing that would work for you. But in the meantime, just thinking about what you enjoy the most and what's really going to be something that you can look forward to, even if all it is is 10 minutes of like stretching on the carpet in your living room. Maybe it's going for that five minute walk outside with your dog. Maybe it's going to be that hour long, you know, class, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for how long you do it. It doesn't matter for like whatever the movement is. Just find some sort of movement that feels really good for you, feels manageable, feels doable, and is something that you actually can say yes to. Because if you are already in the headspace of like, I'm going to say no to that before I even like approach it, then it's then it's going to continue to be a no. It needs to be something that is a yes. So find something that you can say yes to that you can get behind and focus on that. And no, it doesn't have to be complicated. Nope. It can be simple. It can be a walk. Yep. It can be any sort of movement to get your blood flow, um, to get things circulating inside. It is so beneficial for your overall health and relating it back to me, your skin. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? It's so like sweating. I I, I can only imagine, like, can you imagine your life if you didn't? didn't sweat at least sometimes no i really couldn't i could i like no it's not great yeah it feels great. good yeah it feels good <laughs> to sweat even if it's in a sauna yeah. which i do enjoy also <laughs> um uh, did we want to talk about nutrition briefly also oh yeah okay um so this is one one more bit uh we wanted to talk about nutrition a little bit in terms of like what's good during the winter i came across a post on instagram the other day that was like all of the stuff that's in season in the winter months i think a lot of people tend to think that there is nothing like oh it's the winter time especially here in the pacific north it's barren there's nothing there's nothing but potatoes and that's not true there's so many beautiful foods that you can eat and while it is true that yes we are there are a different variety of options available during the winter and oftentimes they are things that have to be cooked there's not as much raw produce that you can eat just as is right off the plant um available during the summertime but that's on purpose that's a that's a good thing like wintertime i'm a big believer in the chinese medicine kind of concept of eating warming foods during the colder months right Mm -hmm. um i think that's hugely beneficial i think it's also just beneficial for your emotional health and your kind of morale that's why everybody loves soup season so much which is right now blessed be love me some soup um and so just remembering that it's really good to be able to eat during eat in the winter months according to the season and what's available so like yes potatoes but we love a potato um any other sort of root vegetables if you've if you've never tried a rutabaga they're probably going to be next to like the celery root or the turnips in the grocery store um and they are round they've usually been peeled like somewhat peeled and um they're just going to look like a big white ball um but they are like a sweeter firmer version of a sweet potato um and you can just you know choose that some turnips some parsnips maybe some potatoes dice it all up toss in some oil and salt and pepper and roast it and it's delicious and so many people have never heard of rutabagas or they're like i don't know what the heck to do with it um pomegranates i have i have a yeah okay (laughs) tell me i have but let's this is so funny because we just had an experience in our house with pomegranates oh my gosh um 
So Travis is an amazing grocery shopper, chef, like he does it all and mm-hmm. I'm so, so, so grateful for him. Um, however, he also like really takes into account like my opinion on health things mm-hmm. and um, tries to do all of those things and incorporate all the things that we talk about. Um, and one really cute thing that he does is each time he comes back, he comes back with a new, like, interesting fruit or vegetable for mm-hmm. us all to try. Mm-hmm. Um, pomegranate was one of them. The girls had never tried it. He had never tried it in, like, the raw form. Oh, like, really? obviously, like, pomegranate it juice. juice. Sure, 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 Yeah. He did not know that that's what it was like. That's what it was going to look like. So did he know how to peel it? He did he he did the work and he's not doing it again (laughs) (laughs) Um, and i was the only one that was like a fan the girls like liked it but they were also like once they were in their mouth they're like these are crunchy do we swallow them like what do we do with them they're like little bursts of like gushery Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. um and then yeah travis did all the work and it was it was staining everything the juice was like we found it everywhere for like days we found like but i just got to reap the benefits and i was like this is nature's candy this is so great and amazing so it might not be in our house for a while but (laughs) Um, we did have an experience with pomegranate. So when pomegranate season comes, I will literally buy like 10 at a time because I eat them every day. Like with a spoon? No. Okay. okay. I will take the time. Okay. I take the 10 minutes because I turn it into this meditative practice. I take like a way, the way I do it is cause you can eat, there's a couple of different ways that you can do it, but I like to preserve the, the little jewels inside the little mm. the little juice pods as best as possible and to as delicately as possible without making a mess the way that i do it is i just take a paring knife and i cut the outside skin and then break it apart yeah um and then i will peel it over a either a colander or a like sifter bowl mm. and just place that in the sink and then i will just with my thumbs very delicately pop each one out and just take my time it's really satisfying but it's kind of like if i think about it too much the way that it looks and feels it's kind of gross it is kind of gross they look like eggs yeah they look like eggs yeah Yeah. um it's kind of gross but it's nice and it's funny because i'll take like a dish rag and i'll basically tuck it into like the collar of my shirt because it's a whole thing it's you do have to prep because it can make such a big mess and so i too i always find it like on the backsplash or all over the counter or whatever and so anyways i do that every morning though when it's in season because a they are they don't grow here they're they're like more of a not subtropical but they're kind of a a a tropical type fruit they're like the fruit of the gods um but they don't grow here and so when we get them the season is tends to be pretty short um but this year and last year were excellent years for for pomegranates and so if you and they are absolutely jam-packed with antioxidants so nutritionally they are so so full and if you enjoy eating them and you're willing to take the time um to peel them apart and have them fresh then i highly recommend that um the other types of foods I can recommend are anything that, whether you can it or you can buy it canned, anything that's been canned during the summertime, maybe that's tomatoes, maybe that's green beans, maybe that um, is carrots, like whatever it is, those sorts of things, even though they might grow during the summertime, they're preserved and, and made ahead of time 
intentionally to be consumed during the winter. Um, that's why like historically people would have do a lot of canning and preserving. That's something that I hope to get into, into the future. It's one of those I've done sourdough. I've done other types of like home, more home study homemaker type <laughs> things, but I haven't gone to canning quite yet, but that's something that I would say, don't be shy about that kind of stuff. It's really great. And then also in terms of trying to keep yourself, you know, eating healthfully, it's like I a thousand people will tell you this, but meal prepping. Meal prepping is so key. But there's a couple of different ways that it you can go to about that planning. Yes, it goes back to yeah. the planning. But there's a couple of different ways that you can meal prep. So one of the ways that I used to meal prep historically was I would make meal components. So like I would make a salad or I would roast up a bunch of vegetables or and I would make a couple of protein choices and then I could kind of mix and match those things mm-hmm. through the week. Or you can make specific meals and then divvy it up into like five different containers. Um, you can also make things and freeze them um, so that like if you're a busy busy parent or just somebody who works super full time, then if you have stuff that's ready to go, then you just pull it out in the morning before you go to work and put it in the fridge to thaw. Um, or you can like thaw it in some warm water at the end of the day when you get home and then cook it up, heat it up really quick on the stove. Like whatever works for you. I think in this season right now, after having a baby, I, we got a deep freezer. And so I was able to like make a handful of meals, um, Mm -hmm. and get things stored in the freezer, um, in those first couple of weeks. And so that had, had been super, super helpful. So it just depends on what kind of season of life that you're in, what your preferences are, what works best for you, but like meal planning and meal prepping can be really helpful the other part is is that like if you don't have some sort of idea of like what you want to make I don't know how people grocery shop (laughs) when you go to the grocery store because it's like you just if you're buying things like willy-nilly it would be frustrating for me if I like every time I wanted to go make something I like had to go to the grocery store to buy new ingredients that would be yeah hard (laughs) plant meal planning your week is very beneficial for your success in your nutrition um absolutely i will i do have something to note with what you said about what season of life you're in Mm -hmm. i feel like it's so great how we have access to so much knowledge Mm -hmm. via the gram or wherever Mm -hmm. you are going to scroll it's so great but it can be really overwhelming yes. in regards to like say nutrition like you just want to try it and do your best right mm-hmm. but then you're like reading these things that are like oh if you like steam your veggies at too high of a temperature or if you microwave them or whatever you're killing all the nutrition and then you're like i can't even like do anything right mm-hmm. i'm here to tell you like whether it's like a bag of frozen peas that you microwave if that is where you're at in life and that is the only way that you're getting veggies like on your child's plate do it like eating those it doesn't matter if all the nutritional value is not there i promise you that you will come through other seasons of your life where you will be able to put more time and intention into cooking those things um Mm -hmm. but if that's where you're at i'm here to tell you you're doing so great and i'm so proud of you And just, you know, forming healthy habits around food and your mindset around food. Absolutely. So intuitive eating, you know, forming your meals around like a good protein source and Mm -hmm. then adding your veggies and your fibers Mm -hmm. and then your healthy fats and then your carbs. Yes. Um, And it becomes just your way of life. It's like literally every meal. That's just the way I think. I don't even have to think about it. Mm -hmm. And it has changed the way Travis eats. It's changed the way the girls eat. Like Mm -hmm. they all are just like, 
they know like they're gonna have all of these food groups and they look for them in their meal mm-hmm. every, every single, single time, time. Mm-hmm. yeah it's amazing like we'll definitely do much more in-depth podcasts around this topic uh going forward because i feel like that is when i was coaching nutrition clients that was the the number one thing was like not understanding how to really make a well-balanced meal even though it's when you say well-balanced, it's like, oh, it should be, we think it would be intuitive, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that is both just like a learned concept, but also a learned skill in terms of implementation. Um, but yeah, so having well-balanced meals in terms of, you know, making sure like what Taylor said, those proteins, carbs, fats, and thinking, and just being a little bit more aware and mindful as you're creating meals during the winter time. And even if it's something like, you know, I just want to create something that's nourishing, you know, maybe swap, making simple swaps instead of using just like a standard chicken broth. If you have access to like a bone broth, that's great. If you don't, that's cool. It doesn't matter. But like just thinking about being as intentional as possible, um, when you have the time, energy, and resources available to you. And just doing your best. Yep, that's right. It's so, so important. Um, Oh, the other type of meal prep that I didn't even mention is like, say you don't even have time to do like any of those meals. Maybe all it is is you go to the grocery store and when you get home, when you take everything out of your grocery bags before you put them away, wash them. And then the things that can be chopped up for snacks for your kids, you just chop them up and have them ready to go. Love that. That's like a, just the simplest thing that you can do. And it will take a couple of minutes, but doesn't take too terribly long. And even if you don't have any actual meals prepped, that's fine. Sometimes all we can do is just have the raspberries in a container ready to go. Yep. Those $10 raspberries that we pay for that we're cringing Ouch. at. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, because I feel like that's every parent, even though my child is not old enough to consume fruit yet, I have heard from every parent that that's like the bane of their existence is how much money they spend on fruit for their kids. Yes. Um, okay, so those are our, t- our tips and tricks for how to get through the winter months nutritionally, fitness-wise, for your skin, taking care of your body. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Taylor? Yeah, something that I kind of thought about throughout as we were discussing, um, some of these things are going to be, like, ingrained in you. They're going to come easy. Like Mm -hmm. you mentioned, motivation wasn't really a factor for you. Mm -hmm. Some people, it will be. Yeah. Um, It will be difficult to show up every day. But I will say, I mean, just listening to Rachel talk about how fitness was such a big part of her life because of her parents – seeing that example if you are a parent or even just in certain communities people are looking at you and learning from you Mm -hmm. and so if you have littles maybe your why is that i am going to show them a life that i want them to live so maybe doing this is painful for me (laughs) i do not want to do this i hate this but i am showing a good example to my kids Mm -hmm. i'm showing them that you know, skincare, healthcare, body care, nutrition, fitness, Mm -hmm. it's not selfish. Mm -hmm. Um, No, it is not. And that we're going to show up for ourselves because ultimately that's what we want our kids to do. We Mm -hmm. want them to show up for them. Mm -hmm. um, And we have to live by example. And if you live that way, you give others permission to do the same. And Absolutely. And I think something as you were saying that, it just 
sparked in me this memory that I have of like seeing my dad have so much joy in what he was doing Mm -hmm. and every time that he exercised and same with my mom because she started playing tennis before we did and that's something that like whether it's you know meal making ahead of time whether that is doing a workout whether that is you know enjoying the skincare that we have enjoying the time that we're taking to do that if we're doing those things in joy and our kids see us doing that there's there's no nothing else for them to interpret other than this is something that's fun Mm -hmm. that this is something that's good for me and something that i can also enjoy so i think that's a really big key too so absolutely yes awesome okay well well, until next time we'll see you guys later Bye. Bye. bye